Welcome to Third Chances, a talk show where we like to hear from people who devoted their life to health, fitness and wellness. Medical professionals, health coaches and all the others who help us every day to cure our body, mind or soul. Those who always look for more natural, holistic ways to help even more people to live a happier and healthier life. Those who don't like to give up easily and settle on you or themselves. It is never too late or too soon. I always believe that every one of us deserves not just a second chance, but as many as we need. I'm Vera, your host. Who better than a master of reinvention with an accent to guide you through it, right? Just like they say, you are not a tree, so move. And God knows I have done just that in my own life many, many times. If you are not completely happy with the direction your life is going, this show may help you get the courage to change what is needed, find a new path and take charge. So come on over, pour yourself a glass of wine and spend some time with us. Let's laugh and cry together and get inspired by people just like you and me who overcame their own doubts and took a leap of faith to reinvent their life on their own terms. I hope and pray that we help you on that journey. And if you feel so compelled and inspired, please let us know. Don't be shy. Who knows? You may just be our next featured guest with another inspiring success story. So here we go. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Third Chances. I have today a special guest that I never met in person, but I feel like I know you for so <laughs> many, so many years because I am, we are following each other on Facebook and I learned about her journey and it was very inspiring. And I really wanted to have her on this podcast because she has story to tell. Christina Williams is an entrepreneur with successful record in network marketing, having built a large organization in her 20s traveling the world with purpose to positively impact thousands of lives. Christina has spent the last 20 years leading teams in both the network marketing industry and in traditional business. Her passion and dedication is to make an impact both in people's health and in their finances. Christina came to the ASEA business less than a year ago and built the platinum in six months. She is a mother of seven, yes, you heard it right, seven children, who continues to push forward with the mission to, br to bring this life-changing revolutionary technology to other families around the world. This is something why I wanted to talk to you, Christina. Welcome to our podcast, first Thank of all. Thank <laughs> you for having me, Vera. Thank you. I am so excited to have you because if you ever heard somebody saying, oh, I don't have time to build this business, <laughs> they got to talk to you. <laughs> Yeah, my life is a little bit crazy and like, I, yeah, I can't even, um, when people say they're busy, I, I, I really think, whoa, how busy. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and you know, you can tell busy, per you can tell the truly busy person how they respond to tasks because I sent you forms for, for the podcast, they were returned immediately. They were, they were filled out, stuff. returned immediately. That's how busy person <laughs> yeah. operates. The person that's yeah. not busy keeps busy. 
is taking their yeah. time and procrastinating and that's not you at all and that's why you are yeah. successful i'm really excited and you just had a baby which is on top thank of you. everything thank so you not only bigger kids but now you have a little one that i'm sure requires all your attention so. it, we must be crazy when i think about it I, we must be absolutely nuts you know no, we i really... think i think <laughs> you are just you are just birding your own future team <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's, that's what right. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But, you know, network marketing has, it's its funny. I have been in sales my whole life and sales has a bad rap. You know, people, you, you tell people you are in sales and, and everybody's mm -hmm. like, oh, you're going to try to sell me something. I have not had any experience in network marketing in my life. Mm -hmm. When I got introduced to this technology and learned that this is what it is, I had no concept of it because I have never had bad or good experience with it. Sure. But I very quickly ran into people that were having opinions about network marketing based on some assumptions that they thought it is. Pyramid, Ponzi scheme, whatever they sure. believe it is. And funny thing is, they usually have no idea what the model is because if they did, they would be pursuing it. Sure. And It's just dispowering because some people make judgment over groundbreaking technology because of the model that it's been sold to. But mm -hmm. when you understand why, it makes a lot of sense. And I have met since many, many super successful people like yourself that really made me understand how noble this business is. And one of them is Ed Weems. I love the guy. Oh, I love saw him. him many times speaking live uh, because I go to events and he's a preacher. So he is a wonderful speaker. And yeah. he was kind enough to write forward for your new book that's called 10 Things I Wish I Would Known About Network Marketing Before I Started. And I would love to talk about that book. But let me read a little bit what Ed wrote about Christina because that really moved me. Okay. Some people are solo travelers through life, not Christina. She's determined to take others along, ensuring they savor every new experience and squeeze the juice out of every adventure. I have hacked my way through the Amazon rainforest, both with and without a guide to follow. Trust me, it's much easier and more enjoyable when an experienced guide can show you the way pointing out the wonders you may otherwise miss, warning of unseen dangers, preventing missteps, saving time, and conserving your valuable energy. To the initiated, network marketing can be a jungle. It's not easy, nor should it be. It's an entrepreneurial track, most worthy of your time, energy, and diligent effort. Its rewards are rich in life experience, relationships forged, and the best of true success, no matter how you define it. Christina is not only a brilliant student of life, she's an extraordinary teacher. Learn from her. Her wisdom and life ex example will shorten your learning curve, will clear the underbrush from your path, will help you overcome the inevitable obstacles you will face, and lead you to the sweet summit of Success that no other endeavor can offer like this noble, fair, and most rewarding profession of network marketing. Edwin's mm. is a global entrepreneur, 40 years network, networking veteran, multi-million dollar earner, and most importantly, a wonderful human being that we both know. Yeah. 
I just, friend, I just yeah. thought it was so important to read this because I, it was really touching for me. He's beautiful. He's an incredible human. And he yeah. actually sent me that, um, he sent me that unsolicited, you know, uh-huh. I had asked him just to re- read my book when I was still in the editing process. And he sent me that as an unsolicited review. Wonderful. And uh, I said to him, can, look, can I use this in my foreword? Because it's, it's just so beautiful. And yeah. so, you know, he really was just writing something from his heart. And that's exactly um, how it feels. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully the whole book is, it has a feel of coming from the heart because I really did write it originally for myself um, selfishly because I felt that, you know, so many people come to this industry with hopes and with dreams and uh, I'd love to say that everybody makes it but not everybody does I think a lot of people you know I've certainly spent a lot of my life dreaming planning setting goals and not advancing and if you somehow manage to to get through the jungle that Ed's talking about and get to some level of success and there are some principles that you figure out along the way and I really wish that I could turn back time and go back and talk to myself and say listen these are the things that you need to like learn and learn them quickly these are the things that don't waste time on this change this thinking adjust Mm -hmm. your thoughts on this I wish I could go back and reassure myself but I can't but I can reassure other people getting started. Yeah. And it, it selfishly feels good to do that, to pay it it's forward. It's not selfishly. It's very generous of you because many people who are successful kind of don't share that path with others selfishly. I I yeah. think many, there's many people that reach certain level and they watch others to try to get it but they don't offer the helping hand you are and i would like to go back in time anyway with you if i because what i learned about you you were a refugee from el salvador Mm -hmm. that originally immigrated to australia Uh, Mm -hmm. you must have been kid then right yeah i was 10 yeah how was that experience for you because that's uh, many people cannot imagine being torn out of your everything you know and start somewhere else completely from scratch. Right. Uh, You know, that's a really great question because not many people ask me about that. Um, And it was very formative because I think my life, and that happens to a lot of us, our life could go in two very different directions. And um, moving, taking, being taken away as a child from my home country uh, really put me on a very different path. And it changed who I am. Uh, in the 1980s, there was a civil war in El Salvador, and, and it started in the countryside, mm-hmm. but it was progressively moving closer towards the city. And in 1989, um, it became very clear that the violence had escalated. There were shootings. You know, we were caught in crossfire many times. Our house was personal, was directly um, targeted. You know, we had guerrilla break into our home in the middle of the night. And um, this was a very unstable time. And a lot of families we knew, they lost children, they had people kidnapped. And my dad decided this this is, we have to leave, we have to leave. Um, So 
So we applied to a refugee, uh, it was like a UN initiative, and they took us, they gave us a choice between Canada and Australia. And at the time, you know, you it was before Google, you couldn't Google things. Right. So mm-hmm. all, they, all we were shown was a temperature chart and Canada was really cold. Yes, <laughs> we, we We picked Australia based on a little temperature chart and yeah. we were thrown into the unknown. So... I spent uh, my teenage years really learning how to, a lot about resilience because I was in a new country. I didn't speak any English. I was an outsider. I was a foreigner. Um, you know, my friends had been all left behind. I had to start over. And uh, now I look back, I think it was very formative because yeah. um, I realized you grow up yeah, quickly, right? you grow up very quickly. Yeah. Exactly. And it, I think it made me less afraid of change because once you survive change and you adapt, you know, all of my life since has been uh, quite an adventure. I, at the age of 17 or 18, I think I went to France. I worked as an au pair. Um, I've traveled a lot um, and, you know, I, I got married young, but we continue to build a business. I, we traveled. Um, Is it something I, you always wanted to travel the world? as much as you can? I, I don't think travel is the word that I was seeking. I feel like I've always had an urgency to really live this life well. Mm-hmm. And to me, travel is part of that. You know, I'm the, the person that if you have a smorgasbord at a party, I want to try all the food, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and uh, I, and that's how I feel about life. I want to try it all. I want to see as much. I like this. I think so many people live like we have a hundred years or 200 years, sure. but nothing is guaranteed. Yeah. You know, I think some people live like we have a thousand years and there's just no urgency to do anything. Um, you know, like, like it can be done next year. Um, but that as you and I me. know, that was me. I actually was feeling, really? like, Oh, I can start all over again. It doesn't matter. Like I have time. Yeah, yeah. You, you change that perspective a little later for sure. It does, right? And but I think I've because of maybe my youth and seeing how fragile life is and um being appreciative of a second chance. Um, you know, I've always been hungry for let's do it, let's have kids, let's travel, let's uh have businesses, let's take risks, let's uh let's do things boldly uh let's chase our dreams i've always been really hungry to just try it all and do it all yeah may i ask and if you don't want to go there it's fine yeah (laughs) tell me uh, i know your first husband was a very successful network Mm -hmm. marketer is that where you first learn what is that business about yeah for sure i had never heard of it at all i never knew what this industry was like I had just returned from Europe. I'd been uh, traveling and I did have like a problem at the time. And that is that I had lived this great life of a backpacker, you know, uh, sitting on the beaches in Greece and traveling Italy and um, showing up to Paris and strolling the streets. But I had done that with very little resources. And when you're in these big, beautiful cities and you have no money to eat at a nice restaurant or to stay at a nice place, you know, I was kind of already thinking, all right, I want my life to be big experiences, but I need money to do this. You know, I need to find a way to earn an income. And I was in this problem because I always thought that I was going to become a doctor. I always was going to go down the medical path. Um, I had actually finished physiotherapy or was nearly finished 
conducting physiotherapy and I had been accepted to med school. And, um, but I was thinking, I don't think I can live this crazy life of travel and adventure. Yeah. 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 So I was a kind of in this, I was 21, you know, and I had this big problem. How do I do this? I want freedom, but I need the income. And, um, I, I met, um, Malcolm, my first husband, um, through a network marketing platform, like a, like a meeting, I suppose. Um, and I just, I saw the model, I had no judgment, you know, because I had never been around it. And I just Mm -hmm. purely looked at it as a business model where you can work for yourself, you work from home, you do your own hours, you dial in your own income. And I was just like, why doesn't everybody do this? This is great. Um, and, um, Malcolm was still, he had been in network marketing a long time, but we really, um, began to work together. And I think, so he was very experienced in network marketing. He did teach me so much and still does. Um, and we, um, we built our first big business together. Like we, we went to the diamond level together and we, we had, um, we operated very well as a, as a business team for sure. That's great. Yeah. Mm. But then uh, something happened, and you you guys you guys went separate ways, which is not a right. business. But I know you have still very nice relationship together. But what surprised me when I was reading your book is that you actually went back to him when you realized you have to do something because you ended up being in not so desirable situation with kids and not a lot of money. And yeah. many people can relate that you just get to point that you know, like sand is going out of your, you know, path and you sinking and you need to do something quick. And it seems like you realize that this is the way to, to get out of it. And you reached out to your ex-husband to, to start a business again, to start under him kind of like spot for him. Well, he really, look, he really, it was probably the opposite in the sense that he, he, he reached out to me, but I mean, whatever, you know, I'll tell you exactly what happened. So, um, as you said, sometimes, you know, relationships come to an end and the great thing about Mal and I is that whilst we were not a very good, uh, um, married couple, um, because we're just very different people. Mm-hmm. Um, we had, um, we've always had a very good friendship and a very good business partnership. Yeah. And so, we have four small boys at the time. Um, they were initially, I think initially they were a little bit more with me just because they were so tiny. They were four under five. Mm. And, um, but we're always been co-parenting. And um, after our divorce, we lost everything. We both stepped away from the business um, that we had. And uh, the truth is that business needed the two of us, you know, so um everything kind of started to collapse and I don't know if anyone's felt this but it feels like when one thing goes wrong then sometimes everything else starts to go wrong it was the marriage we lost good friends the business his his best friend like the godfather of our son he he died he was um a great loss to us his name was Shane Clark I um and it was just like an incredibly dark time in both it our feels lives. It was like domino collapsing. Yes. It, it really was such an mm-hmm. ugly time. And, you, and you're just kind of sitting there bracing yourself against the storm and hoping that this is not what the rest of your life looks like, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I had started my own small business in marketing, just traditional building websites, that kind of thing. But, you know, by the time you pay your staff and you pay your expenses, I was making no money. And and for kids. 
and four kids exactly and I was also doing work in in private contracting work in writing and I was working at a bookshop like there were times where I was working three different jobs and sometimes people say when you're really down and out and you know you have no money people say money's not important but to me at the time money was not about having a luxury car money was about feeding my children and feeding my children is important putting shoes on their feet um and the the feeling I can describe to you Vera and I think people relate to this and I and if you're in it now you might relate to this I was frustrated but more than anything I was angry like I was really angry I was thinking how is it possible that I have made so many mistakes. I was angry with myself, you know, and, and angry with the situation. I've worked so hard. I've had so many opportunities. I, I was doing, I, I thought I was on a good path. Mm-hmm. How did everything collapse? And I would look at my children and see their little shoes. And I know that they were, they needed new shoes and I just didn't have the money to buy them. Yeah, I would be at a restaurant and I remember sitting at this Italian place that uh, we opened the menu and I, I could see I couldn't afford to eat here, you know, and I, I got my children two like things of garlic bread and I just had a glass of water and I sat there and the whole time I'm looking at my beautiful little boys and I was just mad that I couldn't do better for them, Yeah, you know, and I was just really angry that things had become so bad and yet you know know inside of yourself you are capable of so many things you are smart and you you can move from place like it seems right yeah Yeah. that's right but but that feeling of being stuck and thinking not that I'm better than this but why aren't I doing better things you know Mm -hmm. how did I get to this point it's a frustration but it's an anger and ultimately it's a sadness I was sad Um, and obviously Malcolm and I, my ex, we kept seeing each other and it was around this time that one of his friends had a serious, very serious health crisis. Mm -hmm. Uh, he was terminally ill. Um, this is Danny. Uh, and he went to the U S he found out about this redox molecules and Malcolm kept mentioning this, you know, Hey, we really need to look at this. You know, this is incredible. I can't believe this company has made this breakthrough. Mm -hmm. And when you're tired and frustrated and life isn't going your way, you become suspicious of everything. Yeah, you know? So, yeah. yeah. And I didn't think I was cynical, but I definitely was because everything, everything he mentioned, I was like, yeah, yeah, well, you know, and yeah. I have, you know, and when I found out that the company had, uh, was doing the distribution of their product through network marketing, even more skeptical, I was like, well, I want nothing to do with it, but I couldn't deny that. Danny had a fantastic recovery. Yeah. My dad and my mom were on the product. They saw breakthroughs with their health that were just unexplainable. Mm-hmm. I, I, as I mentioned, I had a little bit of a background in health and, and science. And when I started looking into this redox, I, I couldn't help get excited, you know, so there was possibility on the horizon again. So what made you make a move? Life has a funny way of pushing us forward. And uh, I had, um, Malcolm had been telling me, come to, come, to, come to the US, you need to check out this company. They have a convention. And I was 
thinking, my gosh, like, I'm there's no way I have barely enough money for a plane That's ticket. Right. Yeah. You know, like, I'm not going to go to a convention in America. And then was he already doing a, it at that time? Was he? Already, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he was already he had been involved at that stage for about a year and a half, two okay. years. Like, I was very slow mm-hmm. in picking this up as I, I very, my barriers were very high. And, um, and really it's, I could see the company looked good. I could see he was doing really well. You know, he was starting to earn some good money again. I could see the product was incredible. It was legitimately a breakthrough, but I was low on belief on me. Yeah, I didn't believe I could do it. And it's crazy because sometimes And this is one of my favorite sayings. We get in life, not what we want, but we get what we expect, right? Not what we want. We get what we expect. And I wanted success. I wanted freedom. I wanted income. I wanted to do more for my children, but I didn't expect anything good to happen in my life anymore. I don't know why. This is one thing that touched me deeply in your book, because that book is reading more like personal coaching than um, <laughs> you know how to do network marketing because it is about personal development mostly which I learned the hard way myself but you wrote there somewhere how you can make all the manifestations and dreams and uh, vision boards and everything but deep inside if you believe it's not possible for you, you you're not no. gonna move a, a, a stone no you know You can have the best opportunities in the world. You can have all the affirmations. And the the only thing that really matters is when you stand in front of the mirror and you ask yourself, what do I really think about you? When you ask yourself, what do I really think about you? That's the only thing that matters, you know, and that's why people without opportunity, without any advantages, without any help can become wildly successful anytime that they want because they believe that that's what they expect for their lives. That's what they deserve. But for whatever reason, and there were many reasons when you've been beat up by life a little bit, when you've been uh, living in toxicity, when you've had people beat you down, when maybe you've had jobs collapse, your business go backward, a failed marriage, all these things, somehow damage us yeah Yeah. they do they scar us they damage us and and we're not even aware sometimes that we have such a poor belief and expectation because Mm -hmm. on the outside I was reading books I had photos of you know I wanted to my dream was to take my children to Paris it's such like a crazy dream because I had been in in Paris in my youth I love this city and I dreamed to show my sons Paris and I had these photos uh up on the wall, but I really didn't believe it was ever going to happen. You know, I was just going through the motions. Because you were judging based on a current situation. That's exactly what we do. Exactly. We do that. And we extrapolate. We say, well, the last 10 years have been pretty awful. The next 10 years are going to be pretty bad. And it's a little bit like we start to expect bad things because, um, and there's a word for it. Brene Brown calls it um, foreshadowing. Mm. where we emotionally protect ourselves against disappointment. We try anyway, it doesn't work. Yeah. But we protect ourselves against disappointment by rehearsing bad things in our head. Not to have high expectations. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this business isn't going to work. It's, it's a scam. It's definitely 
not going to, you know, well, this health product isn't going to change my life. It's probably going to be just like the others. It's just another product. I'll be disappointed. We, why do we do that? We do that because we're trying to shield ourselves from actually having a really deep disappointment because, you yeah. know, if, if we go high with our expectation, it creates a long distance to fall. And uh, we are sabotaging ourselves. Absolutely. Exactly. So what happened in that time is that um, I had met a really wonderful man and I met him in Australia, but he is essentially American and he lived in the US. That's um, his name is Matt. He's now my husband. But at the time, I was just very curious who is this wonderful person. Um, Malcolm kept saying, you need to go to America. You need to go to America for this convention. And I thought, okay, well, now I have several reasons, you know, I really came to this convention just to, just curious. I needed a trip. I, I, I didn't, I came really so I could properly dismiss this business. That's right. why I came, you know, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I could say, look, I went on there. It's not for me, but I didn't want to be wondering because there was a little part of me that was mm -hmm. like, well, what if, what if, and I wanted to dismiss that. And I wanted to see about this guy as well. Um, and then I was sitting on the flight ready to take off. And I could tell you, I was sitting against the window and I was just checking my emails before they shut the Wi-Fi. And as I said, I had a marketing company at the time. And one of my clients, I had allowed this client to become the biggest part of my business. He represented about 70% of my big income. And he sends me a very quick email and says, hey, it's been really great working with you, but we have somebody in-house that's going to do what mm -hmm. you do for us. We don't need you anymore. Great. And I didn't even have the time to reply as the plane is taking off. I just had to sit with these news for the next 12 hours. And I went initially quite angry, quite mad, thinking, oh my gosh, not again, not again. Like I have to... And I thought, do I just build that business again from scratch? Like I'm, I'm again, I'm going to be struggling financially because things had started to get better. And but Isn't by the time like the flight, biggest, biggest foot in your ass to just move you where you were. Absolutely, you know. And by the time I, I, yeah, by the time I landed, because I started to recognize the signs in in life now. And now, instead of trying to fight it, I try and listen. You know, and. I was like, okay, okay, God, you know, and if you don't believe in God, that you, the universe, whatever you got going, yeah. But I think most of us believes there's something bigger, and yeah, for me, intelligence, yeah. I, I hope so, right? Um, if we think we're the highest intelligence, then we're yes, in trouble. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. but um, I was thinking, okay, well, you're being pretty loud about this. Um, okay, I'm, I'm gonna trust. You're literally shutting this door as I'm taking off to explore a different door. That's amazing. Uh, That's so really I'm, amazing. Yeah. It, it was a push. And I thought, I just decided to trust it. I thought, you must have some good things for me. You must have some good things. You, you know, you better have some good things. <laughs> <laughs> you have some good things in play. And I'm going to jump in. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this with faith. That's, 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 that's your already personal development in progress because yeah. you didn't look at it like oh my god another failure nothing works for me you start that vicious cycle of negative yeah. instead you took it as a push or lesson however painful it was because 
having four little kids and having mm. my, one of my biggest clients cancel the income that you count on, it's it's pretty devastating. But that's that's fantastic. Yeah. That's that's part of your personality. That's why I love you so much. You have you have that drive <laughs> in you that you learn to 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 take these things as a lessons instead of beating you down. So what happened at the convention? <laughs> well, you know, as I said, I was there to dismiss it. And um, I sat at the very back row. And I remember I took my laptop. I take my laptop everywhere. Like you said, I'm so busy. You know, yesterday, my husband, we're driving in the car. And he said, and I said to him, how far till we get to this place? We were going to a lunch. And he said, four minutes. I said, great, I can work for four minutes. And he just laughed like... <laughs> I have my laptop because I will not waste four minutes. I won't just sit there for four minutes. Like, come on. You know, so I pulled out my laptop uh, at the convention. Uh, it was 2017. And um, I was in the back and I was just trying to get through some extra work and what have you. And then I started listening to people tell their stories um, of their health breakthroughs. Uh, doctors and pa pra health practitioners share what this breakthrough technology was about. I could see that this was changing lives and commercially my head started ticking. I was thinking, wow, isn't this, isn't this like the Holy grail of business? You're looking for something that everybody wants or is, or is going to want, yeah. but they don't have it yet and they can only get it through you. And I was like, Oh, this, okay. I came here to dismiss it. But I had to shut my laptop down, which is a big deal for me, because I was I just became so captivated and shut up your assumptions. And I did. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, I, I met. Uh, well, I saw the company founder, Tyler Norton. He's an incredible human and he's a fantastic speaker. And I got to see the heart of this company. And I, like, I think at the end of that day, I was like, OK, I get it. I get why everything shut down in my other business. This is going to be me. I want to do something I'm passionate about. I am sure I need to make an income for my family, but I also want to make a difference in this world. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't want to just be uh, remembered for having built websites, you know, and I often ask people like, what do you want to be remembered by and what are you doing about it now yeah. so that you are remembered by that, you know? Um, and to me, I thought I want to make an impact on the world. This, this, this is a pathway to an impact. This product is a breakthrough. I want to be a pioneer. And then also the, the, this guy I was kind of seeing flew into Utah and we sort of started meeting. We met properly that weekend. And, um, so this weekend really changed my life. I made a decision that um, this company was my future. I was going to jump back into network marketing, even though I vowed I would never do this again. I decided this was, this is what I wanted to do. And I made a decision like that quickly about, um, my husband, that this is also the rest of my life. This, I was like, that's my business. And that's my future, my future, uh, partner. Um, and look at your gut taking it in how it looks now yeah well you know honestly I think five minutes with Matt I was I knew that that's who that's who I had been looking for my whole life wow. um and so he he is absolutely the best decision of my life he's an incredible man and I I just think um I, I couldn't do half the things I do if it wasn't for his love and his support you know I wish everybody a love story like this one for sure
I think everybody needs to understand that unless you're carrying guilt and shame and and anger towards your previous relationship, you are not open to have a new one. That's oh, yeah. a big deal for you because I think you you went through process when you made a peace with everything. You, mm. you respect Ma, uh, Ma and you know you you did not become an enemies <clears throat> you you respect that life progresses that way but you were ready to you were open. oh yeah yeah because it I took some time <laughs> all the pictures that you posting and stories that i was following like i said we never met in person but i'm so excited because i feel like i know you already yeah because that love was feeling from all those pictures you shared all the you know stories you shared it just it's so obvious this is not some some shine to make on social media this is true deeply felt yeah it's yeah oh thank you well I think this is what life is for you know it's it's for for feeling it's for forgiving it's for growing it's for learning and then for being really present um in the good things and appreciative of the good things and for sure it took me some time I think it Mal would say the same thing if he was here it took us some time to process what our new dynamic was going to look like but you know I'm very grateful that we love our children more um than we ever disliked each other you know so we we put them first we we have never um, we always knew we would have to find a way to get along because we love our children so much. And I, and so many people, I know this is not the topic of this, but so many people really just, um, da- you know, damage the kids and, um, because they, they're putting themselves first. And yeah, yeah. so anyway, I, and I think every relationship teaches you, you know, and, and I learned so much from, from Mal, continue to learn so much from Mal. And he might say, that he also learned some things from me. You know, I'm sure that's... he treasure you and, and, and admire you as a mother as well. But it's 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 you even took it step further because you continue working closely with your yeah and and well. learning from each other's <laughs> wisdom. That's kind of big big deal for some people. I, but look, but this is this is kind of the endorsement of uh, how strongly we both felt about this business exactly it's not like we decided oh we want to work together you know again we just both did not want to back out from this opportunity uh we both wanted and it made logic sense he was already in it exactly yeah Yeah. one thing that i remember you said somewhere uh and i don't remember where it was you basically because every time you start in a network marketing everybody wants you to make a list of your closest friends and family and start start there and you said one thing that caught my attention you said my husband my ex-husband already went through all our friends and family yeah I had to start on cold market point point blank you you had nowhere because they were already taken care of by him because he was there a year year and a half two years earlier than you so Mm -hmm. how did you how did you start well, look, I think we all have to go into a cold market, no matter what business you have. I've had traditional business. You know, if you and I started a, a spa center tomorrow or a shoe shop tomorrow or an online business of any description, um, of course, we would tell our family and friends. That's, of course, you know, we would. And we would expect to to support each other. I don't know why network marketing should be any different. If I can buy something from uh, a big uh, 
conglomerate like Walmart or I can buy it from my sister, I'm going to buy it from my sister. That's you right. know, so yeah. I, I think that should be said that any business we will share with our family and friends, but I had never thought that was a big deal to go into a cold market because that's what you have to do also with any business. You, yeah, you tell your family and friends, Hey, we opened a spa. We have a new shoe shop, but that's not where you're going to get all your business from. That's 2% of your business. Everything else. And the other 95% is going to have to be a new market. You're going to have to do the work of marketing yourself and your business. So I just thought, okay, I jumped a little bit forward, but not much because to me, and I think this is one of the mistakes on what gets network marketing a bad reputation, that people just persist with their friends and their family. Like they're the only people. Yeah. That's the, the only people that you need. And come on, like, even if they all said, yes, I'm going to use your product or your service. You still need to find 98% of your other people. <laughs> so just yeah. go there anyway, yeah. you know? So yeah, I decided um, very quickly that I needed to start connecting with people organically. And there's just so, there's so many ways to do this now. Um, you know, won't really go into it because it's not the purpose of this. But I just think if you just, there's never been an abundance of information on how to connect with people on social media, how to run Facebook campaigns, there's LinkedIn. We have never been so connected. Um, you know, you can talk to people in Singapore. I can Google uh, people in, in, in New York that are looking for health uh, advancements or people that are in the natural health industries or um, I can connect with uh, and do a meeting in Spain. Like we have, it's never been so easy to. Here we are. We never met and we connected because of Facebook. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I think for anybody who had the fear of what do I, what if my friends and family don't want to do this? I think that, I think we need to like get rid of that. What if your friends and family, whether your friends and family do or don't is inconsequential. Yeah. You're going to have to market yourself you may as well start and and do it properly but one of the smart things also because yeah i loved your book from Mm. from cover to cover because it actually speaks directly to all our issues and insecurities and fears that we all have when we do this and i have went through similar things when Mm. i was back in sales however when you sell other people product it's always easier than when you have to sell yourself suddenly our ego kicks yeah. in and we are kind of hold back and I can't say that about me and it's like what would people think uh, like you said like if my sister had a taco shop my kids are eating tacos there all the time yeah that's right but, but somehow and especially when you have product that you know everybody deserves to know about that it can change anybody's life and you yeah. have hesitation to share it you know, yeah. it's, it's it's really like the fear of being uh, laughed at or mocked or whatever until somebody has a breakthrough and the word of mouth stops sharing, starts, starts sharing yeah. on its own. Yeah. I think we all do this though. And I said this to somebody this week, when, when we're hesitant to share our product or our business, whatever it is in network marketing or not network marketing, when we're hesitant to do it, it's because, and, and I hope this doesn't sound wrong, but it's because we're being very selfish um, we're only thinking about ourselves. 
which we all do, right? We're all narcissists deep down a little bit. <laughs> um, and But we're really thinking, what will they think of me? What will they say to their friends about me? How will it feel to me if they say no? We're thinking yeah. about ourselves. It's me, me, me. Um, yes. That's me. That's right. So that's never going to be a very successful way to share your business or share your product if you really believe in what you have, and that's to me, that's the only way to operate. If if you are in a business or you have a product that you don't really believe in, just quit now because that's that's just a very inauthentic way to operate. Like that's brutal. But it, it, I don't think hurting we... that business on top of it. Absolutely. So yeah. to me, it's like go find something you love, go something you believe in. But if you have something you love and you believe in, then all you need to do is shift that focus a little bit and think instead of. Uh, you know, when you're thinking about a sale, it's about what can I take from that person? I, I'm going to take a sale. No, no. Think about it the other way. What am I bringing to this person? What yeah. problem can I solve for this person? How can I help this person? What transformation can I help this person? When you start thinking about solving someone's problem or fixing someone's issue or making their life easier, um, it's a different energy. It's a different attitude. And you also, that mentioned, you also mentioned that uh, instead of convincing people, you go and find people that are already seeking what you have. Absolutely. Instead of trying to convince somebody who doesn't care about their health that they need to take care of their health, go to people that are already seeking solutions for their issues. Exactly. So exactly. Much easier. Suddenly you are the one bringing solution to their problems. Yes. Exactly, exactly. And I think a lot of the time we're not seeing ourselves as solution makers. Um, we are seeing ourselves as salespeople and we don't want to be seen as salespeople. That's right. Yep. We're seeing ourselves as salespeople. And um, I just say to people, look, let go emotionally, let go emotionally of the sales process, let go. Um, and let go of the result. Who cares if they say yes or no? By the sheer law of numbers, if you present solutions to enough people, if you present enough solutions to people's problems, people will say yes to you. And they're really saying yes to themselves. Um, but I see myself as an educator, as a problem solver, as a transformation specialist. I don't really see myself as a salesperson. And it's not because sales is bad because we're all buying stuff. Yeah. every day we're all buying stuff um but i i definitely don't see myself as somebody that needs to make somebody else make a decision no i am a provider of information i am a provider of solutions i am a partner in helping people get to where they want to be and that's just so much more fun and so much more empowering yeah. than thinking very short term about getting a sale I wanna I wanna go back to that image that you had a few years ago of pictures of Paris around your apartment that you wanted to bring your kids to. What happened with that dream? Well, you know, it's so many dreams. Um obviously started building my my business. Um I started to see change in people around me, breakthroughs in people's health. Obviously, it began to snowball. Um, the more I saw people changing, the more excited I became about helping more people. And I can tell you honestly, I was 
seeing the cash flow coming in, but it was never the focus. I was never like, now I need to make 10,000. Now I need to make 50,000. I was, mm-hmm. it's, that's never been my focus. My focus was just push forward, help more people, push forward, help more people. Um, and then about a year into this process of obsessively push forward, help more people. And, and I see in a book, you can, this is work. You, any business to get up, it's going to be work about a year into it. Um, I start, we started to be able to live a very different life and, and life when I was very short on money, I knew exactly what was in the bank, you know, $12 and 48 cents, <laughs> you know, whatever, or $200, $200 in my savings. And, um, and then in the end, as not the end, but in the end of that first year, I, I started noticing that I, I, I wouldn't check my bank account. There was just always enough surplus. You didn't have to worry about it. Yeah. Yeah. I just knew there was enough, you know, to go to the shore, to go to the store and then walk back to the car and think, oh, how much was that? How much did I just spend on groceries? You know, whereas before I was always calculating, always mm-hmm. limiting. Um, and eventually I was able to realize that dream to take my children, um, my sons to to France not just on a quick trip, but we decided to go for a year to the south of France. It has been a, a bucket list to take my children to castles, to vineyards, uh, to live in the countryside, to help, you know, speak French, try different foods. I mean, it's it, it was just an absolute realization of a dream. I'm mm. I'm so big about giving my children experiences, you know, that's for me the best way I can raise my children is to show them life and to show them the world. And um, it was a really magical moment to stand on th- this bridge, the Pont Alexander III, which is over the River Seine that goes through Paris. And that was the place where that postcard was from that had been on my fridge for so long. And to stand there and to see my my four little boys just looking out over the Eiffel Tower and I have a photo of the moment that I remember because we were in like a little ride along tuk-tuk when we were approaching this bridge. And the moment that I knew it, when we came around the corner, they would see the, the tower and I could have had my photo, my, my camera pointed at the, at the Eiffel tower, but I knew that the, the, what I wanted to capture was their faces. So I turned around and I pointed the camera at their faces and my boys are like preteens, early teens at this point, and they're always cool. You know, they never show much emotion, but I captured this moment, which was just this pure, absolute raw joy, you know, and they, their faces were just like, oh, because it is breathtaking the first time you see the Eiffel Tower in Paris. Yeah. Yeah. And I captured this moment. I stood on that bridge and I was very emotional, just thinking, um, what it meant, you know, that we had, um, we had come through some difficult times and I'm not saying there's not still difficulty in our life. There's always going to be challenges. Um, but I wanted my children to see that you can chase your dreams, that you can change your stars, that you can work hard for something. And it's an example. Um, I wanted to my children to be proud of their mom yes that's what I was feeling in my gut when you were talking about this like how about the example you gave them yeah because they had seen this you know they had seen me cry 
when things collapsed, they had seen me do meetings. I was waking up in, and when I was in Australia at the time, I was doing meetings for Europe. I was waking up at 3 a.m. to do meetings like mm-hmm. almost every day. And they would wake up and come out of their little beds at 6 a.m. in the morning. And they could see that I had been up already through the night, the big pots of coffee. They saw that I sacrificed. Um, we sacrificed. I said to my children, when I became serious about building this business and changing our life, I put myself up against a wall and I said to my children, listen, I'm going to do this. Look at me. I don't lie to my children. So look at me. I'm telling you right now, I'm going to do this. I don't care what it takes. I've seen that other people can be successful. Then I will just learn what they've done. I will do what they've done. I will work until it's done. But I need you guys to give me your support. And I said to them, I need one year to change our life. And I built a dream. I said, imagine if we could, you know, eat out at nice restaurants. Imagine if we could go to the beach and stay in a nice hotel. Imagine one day we could go to Paris. And I made my children buy into that dream wanting it too yeah yes absolutely because they paid a lot of sacrifices that whole year uh, a lot of the weekends I was working um we they didn't do sports you know with four boys one of the things I had to do was take them all out of sports I mean when you're going to change your life if you're serious about changing your life be serious you know um dreams need to be backed up by a plan. And I sat down and built a plan with my children and make a commitment with the people that matter around you. A lot of the time we keep our dreams very tight, very quietly, because we don't want to be disappointed, but more importantly, we don't want to disappoint others. I knew if I told my children that their life was going to change, that our life was going to change, there was no way I was going to mess with that dream that I put in their hearts. Um, You made the why very strong for yourself. I gave myself no back door. You know, burn the bridges, sink the ship. This, if you're going to do something, just do it, quote Nike. Yeah. You know, don't, don't give yourself back door options because you'll take them. You will take them. Don't create a plan B because I promise you there will be hard days And the plan B is an escape route that you will take if you leave it or open. I said to myself, comfort. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. I'm, I'm not, there's no, there's no plan B. This is what we're going to do. How much more is it um, important to you to have a supportive people around you to build it with? Because this is, this is a solo business yet. There is a big network of support. Mm. that helps you every step of the way if you absolutely seek that help how important exactly for you. exactly and look you know when I, when I wrote this book everything that's in this book is not my words it's I, I keep saying to people this is a collection of the good things that have been given to me the good advice the support the coaching it's all been poured uh into me on my journey and I have put it into one place, but it really doesn't come from me. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been lucky enough and and in network marketing, you will find some of the best coaches in the world because these are the people that have toughed it out, have done uh, the hard journeys. They have been on their own journey 
and they can teach you how. And, and in every other industry, coaching is so expensive and network marketing, it, it's there for free, uh, you know, yeah. and I don't know why we don't take advantage of it more. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, there has been so many mentors and I won't even like start naming names because then I'll leave people out, but I've had so many people guide me, support me and encourage me and believe in me. Um, and also people uh, in my team that have come through that have been incredibly encouraging people believe in you people um people support you and then there's also people who leave you and people who don't believe in you and people who criticize you you know and we just have to make a choice who we're listening to um there's always going to be good people and there's always going to be people that um that maybe don't believe in you and you're they're there sometimes they mean well but they just they just don't see the bigger picture that you do Exactly. And I think to me, that's always been fuel because I've always just thought, okay, well, I, I need to, um, I, I need to show that person that, that I meant it, that I said I would do what I was going to do. And, and you'll have phone calls. I had a phone call from this, this lady one time we got started at the same time, but she, she said she, she quit really quickly. And, and uh, we met like two years afterwards and she said to me, Oh, so what are you doing? And, and I kind of looked at her confused because she knew that I was traveling and we'd moved houses. And she's like, oh, what are you doing? Like, how are you doing all that? Yeah. And I said, I said to her, I did what I said I was going to do. <laughs> I was like, and I, that felt that really hurts. good. <laughs> well, hurts. I mean, I didn't want to, it wasn't my intention, but she kind no, of no, looked no, at me I, and said, no. oh, oh, you did. Like, she was almost surprised, you know, Um and I, and, you know, I said, you know, it's not too late to get started. And, and uh, there's she so said, many people that go into something to try it out. And like you said, if you have to prove it wrong, wrong usually, to, no, but also like, I'm going to try it out. And if it doesn't happen within a few weeks and I'm not rich already, then it's not working. Yeah. It is working when you work it. And I have, I have been proof of that because I have, when I have gone through very rough, bad when I was actually realizing this is not sales like I have been in sales my whole life I have been very successful in sales different products or services Mm. but this is not about sales this is more about really personal growth that's Mm. that was number one realization for me and thank god I already had a coaching from Tony Robbins at that time when I started it because I was realizing the patterns that I was teaching my clients about in myself and mm. it's so much harder to coach yourself oh yeah than other people because we always see everything wrong in other people but we it's hard to put that mirror in front of you and admit it to yourself so sure I exactly exactly and you grew so much you grew so much when you think of it thinking back to where you were before you made that commitment and where you are today what would what would be the one thing that you would change if you had a chance well, um, I mean, that's what the book is, you know, uh, there are 10 things I wish I had done differently. <laughs> and, and that's why the book is literally, you know, 10 things I wish I had known about network marketing before I got started. And there are all mindset things, but I let's, let's say that the top, the top thing, the top thing I, I could change honestly would be, um, I would believe in myself sooner. I spent a lot of time 
I thought I was analyzing the business, analyzing the product, analyzing this, making a decision. But you know what? I was really stalling. I was really analyzing if I could be successful, if yeah. I was worth it, if I could, if I could do it. And so, well. yeah, well, because there's, there's already enough proof that this business or whatever business works, there's always somebody that's done it. So I wasn't questioning the product or the business. I It looked like I was doing that. But what I was really asking myself is not, will this business work? I was asking, will it work for me? And if, they was, if there was a way that I could accelerate my own belief in myself, um, I would do that. You know? um, and I say to people, how do you change your belief in yourself? Well, firstly... You have to acknowledge that maybe there are some broken beliefs. Yeah. Um, and actually, um, and it's not a plug, but that's the, the the book I'm writing now is not a network marketing book. It's about, it's called Breaking Up With Bad Beliefs. That's, because yeah. I realize that a lot of the time we we have dreams, we have a good business, we have good opportunities, we have mentors wanting to help us. But this disbelief about ourselves can be a curse. It can be a chain. It's an anchor that can really hold us back if you don't release that. And that's what Tony Robbins is, is about. That's what yep. Bob Proctor is all about, exactly. is being able to think of yourself differently. So when you do go and stand in front of the mirror, you, you see yourself as somebody who deserves more, who's capable of amazing things, who is a, 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 a great leader, who's amazing with people, who deserves abundance, whose life is just getting better. You know, we need to shift that self-perception if we want our circumstances to yeah. change. And that would, one more question, if I may ask, because sure. I know we have, we are working with, all kinds of people. Some of them really was at the point of your life, like you were very broken and needed money and started doing it to support and, and achieve better life for yourself and your kids. But there are also very successful people that like doctors who were chained to their golden cuffs in the office because you make all the money in the world, but you don't have life. Mm. And why would they look at something like that as a sidekick or as a something to replace their big income as a doctor or hospital doctor? Right. They work 80 hours a week and never see their family. So no matter, they have three houses, but they have no time to, to live. Exactly. And see the world. So why would they look at this opportunity? What is the impact that they can have? Well, look, that is the most valuable currency completely. Time. We can always make money, but time you will never get back. Yeah. And I I think money is a tool just to enjoy the time more and to do more with the time. But what we're really talking about is living our life. And a very close example of this is my husband, Matt. He is uh, um, the whole time he's been a high corporate executive, you know, he has a, he's VP of operations um, for a company and earns fantastic money, but they want blood for it, you right. know? And when we travel, he's never been able to, like he has to check in. He doesn't disconnect. He gets five weeks a year and it is, it's quite, um, I don't know how you have freedom, true freedom 
if you're having to ask permission for a half day off, um, you know, and, and so I make the same income as, as Matt, um, you know, like but we both make terms. Exactly. Exactly. We, we both make uh, a good six figure income, but he has three degrees. I have a high school education. Um, he works, you know, 60, sometimes more hours a week. I now work about five you know, <laughs> to 10. Uh, I work a lot in the beginning I hope that's clear but I really right now I have a new baby I modulate my own hours if I want to do one meeting a week you know next week we're going to Hawaii with all our seven children and my parents and we're taking a vacation I don't have to ask anybody permission what is that worth what is that worth to you and so I I realize that a lot of people the new currency and especially post-pandemic we're all started to reevaluate what I want my life to look life is short what do I want to do what do I really want to be in a Monday morning and if you're doing something that is painful to you, uncomfortable to you, that you you don't really want to be, then I hope that you're working towards changing that. Um, because life is too precious. Life is too beautiful. The real currency is time. And we have been conditioned to be uh, employees more than to be um, entrepreneurs. Right. And, and exchanging time for money. It's a very bad model because we work to build somebody else's dream. Right. And it's, exactly. It's funny thing when people look at the model of network marketing as a scheme, when the corporate business is actually scheme, Ab- you will absolutely. never touch the salary the CEO is making. No. You will never get to that level, no matter how good you are. However, in this network marketing business, you can be multi-million earner if you want to. You, there is that chance for you. It's up to you how much time you put into it and how you build it and if you don't give up. And that's the, that's the thing that many people don't understand. There's no limit to earnings. You can that's right. earn as little or as much, as much effort you put into it. You're going to work hard for sure. You're going to work hard. I don't apologize for that. Um, but I think as long as you're working hard towards building something, not just working hard for the next paycheck. Yeah. Let your work be meaningful. It should be setting up some kind of future, a kind of exit strategy, not just work for the next paycheck, you know? So if you're working hard, work on something hard for yourself. Income is completely yeah. different than, than, you know, putting in 40, 50 hours and expecting paycheck. Exactly. Yeah. And I think what you said, what you said before that now you work like four or five hours a week, I don't believe it in a minute because I believe you are talking to people on the phone and you are dealing with your team and you are doing presentations, but you don't feel it. It doesn't feel work. like work. Right. Yeah. 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 Because I think that's it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I probably would do like Zooms, maybe four to five hours a week, but you're right. I, I am texting and I'm talking, but um, I enjoy it, you know, and if I don't want to do it, I don't do it. That's right. the point. You right. know, I can say yeah. to people, Hey guys, I'm I'm in Hawaii next week. Um, please, if it's urgent, let me know. But but there's not this pressure of somebody standing over me saying, "When's the deadline?" You know, and mm-hmm. I, I've lived like that before. I don't ever want to live like yeah. that again. And, and I have and, created businesses before where I created an expensive job for myself. Exactly. So that's exactly what most of us do. Like you, you get married into your business, and you don't. And we all go to business for free time, but what free time? <laughs> 
yeah. <laughs> yeah we bury <laughs> ourselves in this. And this is different because you you can build a team and now your effort is doubled, tripled. You know, it goes on as a mushroom effect. And when exactly. you find good people, suddenly you are the leader that helps other people build it up as well. And it just it just naturally grows. That's and right. there is no borders. Thanks to the internet today, there is no borders where you can go with it. Yeah. Christina, this was such a fabulous, fabulous conversation. And I didn't expect anything less of you. I oh, thank you for you, having you really me. I really inspiring appreciate it. Woman. And I, I must laugh just to imagine if somebody, when somebody's telling you that they have no time for this. Because <laughs> when I mean, when everyone's she, busy. When everyone's she announced, busy. When she announced that she wrote a book, I felt such a deep shame because my book is half written for a few years in the, in the closet. And I was like, of course she did, because she didn't know what to do with her free time. <laughs> um, just, just, you know, squishing it all in. Let's, let's live big. Let's live boldly. Let's, let's do everything we can do and, and have a, make this a fun ride. That's, that's right. That's right. Thank you so much. Thank I, you for I having me. You guys get inspired by Christina's story and her success and her teachings, because this is, this is really sharing wisdom that, not many people can, uh, many people talk the talk, but not many people really can show you that they have, they have done exactly what they are teaching. And Christina is one of them. And it's, it's incredible story of immigrant <laughs> that not, there, there are no barriers there. There's nothing stopping you to be successful. And I keep saying it because I keep saying it to myself as well, because I have been gone through my own crisis and it's just it's good to remind yourself that you have been through a tough spot before and you're gonna get out of it so i certainly hope this was not a waste of time if you want to reach to christina i'll post all the links to her and her book on um, in the show notes and please go and buy this book it's a it's a short read but it's packed with, with valuable information it's really a little self-personal coaching into changing your mindset about certain things that will help you grow. And I, I, I read it in one day and I'm going to read it again because I just, I just looked into it back before we started our conversation to remind myself. And I realized I have to read it again. I have to read it again to sink in. It's so thank you for that work. Thank you for making time for us with all your babies and kids and husband and I just wish that we will see each other maybe at one of the conventions and be able to hug. Sounds really good, Vera. I look forward to it too. Thank you for having me and have a wonderful rest of your weekend. Thank you. Thank you.